Thank you for tuning in to the Highest Praise Church podcast. For more information about Highest Praise Church, please visit highestpraisechurch.com. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Jordan Lancaster. Last week we talked about uh, fruits versus flesh. And today I feel like the Lord wants to start us off with joy. Everybody say joy. 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 And um, joy is something that, that most of us may not consider as such a, a, an important thing in our walk with Christ or in our life as a believer. And, and joy is not merely an emotion. A lot of times we say we're joyful because we feel good. But joy, I want you to know this, joy is not a feeling. Joy is a position of your heart that knows that, hey, it doesn't matter what I go through, I stand righteously and in the right position with my my Savior, Jesus. See, uh, and the difference is this. A lot of times we equate happiness with joy, and and what we got to understand is that happiness comes with circumstances, but joy comes from the presence of God. I want to read this, uh, Romans 14 and 17. I want to read this, if you'll turn to it in your Bible. It, it gives us an a, a insight to how exactly important joy is for the believer and in the kingdom of God. He says this in Romans 14, 17. says, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you break that down for all you mathematicians, that's one third of the kingdom of heaven. Righteousness, peace, and joy. I don't know about you, but I struggle sometimes with joy just to, just to be able to put a smile on my face. I find myself in situations where it's difficult, but the kingdom of God is one third. It's not one third of my life like it should be, but the king, it's that important for the believer that we understand that the kingdom of God is, listen, he didn't say it's judgment. He didn't say it's wrath. He didn't, he didn't say it's cast down. He said it's righteousness, it's peace, and it's joy. And he begins this scripture, and he really identifies two types of believers. He, he initially talks about, about how the kingdom of God is not. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, because in this scripture, they're, they're going back and forth on what, what they should eat, or what they're allowed to drink, or what they're allowed to eat, what they should partake in, and what they should not. And then he begins to talk about what is in the kingdom of God. And there's two types of Christians here. There's a Christian that focuses on what they can't have, and then there's a Christian that focuses on what they have because of Jesus. And so he's saying, hey, the the kingdom of God is not focusing on what you can't have or what you can't partake in or what you can't do. The kingdom of God is focusing on who Jesus is in my life and what he has done for me and what he has provided for me and who I am because of him. That's what the kingdom of God is. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And listen, joy does not come from our relationship with circumstances. Our joy comes from our relationship with Jesus. Can I get an amen? Here's what joy does. Joy contradicts what I'm going through. Oh, man. Joy contradicts what I'm, what I'm going through might be tough, but joy says it doesn't matter what I'm going through. I still have joy anyway. See, here's what joy does also. Joy confronts my reality with truth. My reality is things are not going like I need them to. My reality is what I thought God was going to do by now, he hasn't done. My reality is is that things are tough and situations are bad. But the truth is that in every situation, I can have joy in Jesus Christ. 
So joy confronts my reality with the truth that is Jesus Christ and understanding that, hey, 2,000 years ago that my joy was won on the cross and three days later, joy got up out of the grave and so I don't have to bury my joy. My joy is resurrected in the form of Jesus. Come on now. Hey, too many of us have buried our joy. Where did you bury your joy? What relationship in your past did you bury your joy? What happened to you that you buried your joy? I think God's gonna resurrect some joy this morning, amen? I think God's gonna resurrect some joy. So listen, one of my favorite definitions of joy comes from Romans, uh, excuse me, Nehemiah 8.10. Nehemiah 8.10 says this, do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is my strength. The first thing I want you to know about joy this morning is that joy is your strength. You talk to believers and a lot of times, hey, how you doing? I'm trying to make it. I need strength, right? Can I get an amen? It's not, we're not, no, no judgment zone here this morning. How's it going? Well, you know, I, okay. Yeah, what do you pray? Yeah, what can I pray for? Just pray for strength. Pray for energy, pray for duration, pray, pray. And the thing is, is that pray for longevity. I, you know, pray, pray for the, and the problem is that we are praying for the thing that is a symptom of what we're lacking. If joy is your strength, we need to stop praying for strength and say, God, return to me the joy of my salvation. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. When you're praying and say, I need strength, all you're saying is, I don't have joy. So what if we flip that upside down and say, God, I'm not praying for strength this morning. I know that if I get your joy, if I have your joy in my heart, then I can't help but have strength because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. So we pray for strength all the time, but what if our joy needs to return in order to find the strength that we once had? So if you look at it this way, that says, without joy, we are weak. Without joy, if you feel weak, when the enemy comes up against you, if you feel weak, if you feel vulnerable to the plan of the enemy, that's because you've lost joy. If you're having a, a tough time walking in what God has called you to do and who he has called you to be, I'm telling you, it's not because the enemy has you, it's that he has your joy. Because the enemy's number one thing, we think that he's, when he attacks our marriage, he's attacking our marriage. We think when he's attacking our children, he's attacking our children. But the really, the, the, the target of the enemy is to steal your joy. So he's gonna go after your children, he's gonna go after your health, he's gonna go after your marriage, he's gonna go after your job. Why? Because he's after your joy. And if he can steal your joy, he steals your strength. And you are weak and malleable to the plan of the enemy. And so the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's not a, it's not a place where, hey, where I am, I am moved by the plan of the enemy, but strength comes in the form of joy in the life of the believer. Here's what I want you to know. We will never be stronger than the level of joy that we have inside of us. If you don't have joy, you don't have strength. If you don't have joy, you're susceptible to the enemy. You're vulnerable to the plan of the enemy. Here's what you have to do. When the enemy comes against you and you feel like everything's breaking loose and, 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 and the plan of God is not prospering your life, here's what you have to understand is that you can disarm the weapons of hell with joy. You can disarm hell with joy. What does that say, Zay? Because a lot of times when we're weak, all the enemy has to do is make it walk across you and all of a sudden you're jumping into it. You're searching for that joy. 
that false joy. But when the enemy brings it across you and he uses every weapon and every weakness across from you and it does, and when you have joy, you have strength enough to say no to the things of the enemy and yes to the things of God because now you have strength. Now you have strength. You're able to oppose the enemy and you disarm hell when it comes to that. And so knowing that, listen, knowing that there is a difference between joy and happiness is one of the most important things you can, you can note today. Joy and happiness have similar feelings, but they have different durations. Y'all hear me? Joy and feeling produces, joy and happiness produce the same types of feelings, but their duration is not the same. Happiness comes from happenings. Joy comes from the presence of God. I think you understand it, but I wanna, I wanna show you this. This is, this is my uh, illustration for the day. If you're impressed, Hobby Lobby has all, the, all that is before you. Feel free to stop by after church. Are they closed on Sundays? Them and Chick-fil-A, what are we gonna do today? Go home? What is there to do? Right? She's, Mm. Do I even preach or what do we do? <laughs> All right. So you have, you have, in my hand, I have two balloons, strings, bases, weights, everything. And these things are exactly the same, but there's only one difference. There's only one difference. One has helium and the other one has man's breath. Let me say it again. One is filled with helium and the other one's filled with man's breath. One, it doesn't matter what you do to it, it's gonna get back up. The other one can't be held up. See, the difference is what we do in our lives is that, is that we, we wake up every single day with a deficit. Sometimes we wake up with a deficit and we're searching for what the world says that will bring us joy. And so we wake up in the morning, we make an Instagram post hoping people like us and it feels good for a moment, then we fall right back down where we were. We've had a stressed out day, so we look for our drink. We get our drink, and all of a sudden, man, it just brings us right back down to where it left us before. We're searching for relationships, and we're searching for what the, what the world says we need. Buy this perfume. Get a new husband. Get a new wife. Yeah, let, let. What you putting your hands up for? I don't know what's in. I need to put this down and go to something else. But we search for what the world says that we need in order to sustain happiness. And the problem is one of these is sustainable and the other one is not. And so many times in our life, we search for those things that we feel bring us happiness, but happiness is not sustainable. What happens when you're like this? Someone says something great about you, it lifts you up. They say something bad and it tears you down. When you're full of the spirit of God, they can say whatever they want to, but I'm just gonna go right back up. The enemy can throw whatever he wants to in front of me, but what am I going to do? I'm going to go right back. I can get a bad report, but what's it going to do? I'm just going to go right up. Why? Because I'm full of the joy of the Lord. It doesn't matter what my circumstances are. It doesn't matter what they say about you. You're just going to go right back up. But this, the problem with this is that we get to a place where we're almost attached to this experience, the ups and the downs. We get attached to them and what they say and what they do. We get attached to it and what it, how it makes us feel. And the problem is, is that this is not sustainable. And we, and we, we thoroughly enjoy, we thoroughly enjoy the feeling and the release. And, and we, we, we thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy what we experience. And this becomes the only way we know how to live. And we think, how many of you know that it is possible to be a Christian and be deflated? It is possible to be a Christian and have no hope. 
to feel down and to be, but how many know that that is not what God has called us to? God has called us to be a place where we know that the source of our joy is not what the world has to offer, it's what God has given us. And let me tell you something, if the world didn't give it to you, the world can't take it from you. So it doesn't matter what happens, it doesn't matter what you experience because I have the joy of the Lord on the inside of me. I have the joy, everybody say joy. If you're filled with joy today, that it doesn't matter what happens in your life or how the enemy attacks you, you have strength and you have praise and you have worship and you have a smile on your face and you have joy inside of you. It just doesn't matter. And now you're walking like God has called you to walk. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and what? Joy. And so what we find is that so many of us search for ways to lift us up and search for opportunities to get us to a place where we are trying to stay sustained with something else other than the presence of God. And here's what I want you to see. I want you to talk to you about this. Go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse two. Hebrews chapter 12, verse two. So the first thing about joy is that joy is strength. Joy is strength. Number two, joy is a sustainer of your faith. Hebrews 12 and 2 says this, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter, the author and the finisher of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. Aren't you thankful he endured the cross? My goodness, I just get excited thinking about that. But here's what happened. It said, for the joy that was set before him. For the joy that was before him. And he endured the cross. I want you to know this, that, that God does not promise happiness. Happiness means that you have no bad situations. What he does promise is joy. Joy is not tied to situations. Joy says it doesn't matter what happened to me. I'm going to be full of joy. And it says for the joy set before him. Here, I heard somebody say this one time, that joy is a focus before it's a feeling. That before joy feels good, I focus on something that is joy. And the Bible says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. And I want you to know, if you make Jesus your focus, and it's like this, a lot of times when we, we make Jesus our focus, the first thing that tends to happen in our life is that the enemy throws distractions at, our, at us. And not like it is like, I'm gonna make a decision for God and next thing I know, every distraction comes. Because here's what the enemy will do, if he can't destroy you, he'll settle for a distraction in your life. If he can just get your focus off of Jesus. And when we stay focused and we pursue God, listen, it, it says this, it says that there will be a place that we have to endure. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He endured, there will be a place where you have to endure. Psalms 30 and five. Psalms 35 says, weeping may last through the night, but joy, but joy. See, here's the thing, weeping, we skip over this, weeping will last. It will last. We don't know how long it'll last, but it's going to last. I mean, I, I mean, th this time changes through me and my family completely off. My kids, like, it gets dark at 530. What is up with this? My kids at 530, my kids are like, Bath time? No. 
Yes? I'm like, no, we ain't dinner yet. Like, what's happening? I don't know what to do. I don't know how to go to sleep or wake up. Or, I, like, we're all confused right now. But, but it's really unpredictable. And the Bible says that joy may last for the night, and in the night, the darkness is unpredictable. We, we don't quite know exactly. I mean, here, we might get 10 to 12 hours of darkness, but you go to somewhere in Alaska, and it may stay dark for six months. I mean, what, how long is the duration? How long must we endure? And see, here's the thing, is that when you have joy, the, the, the how long doesn't matter. It's just the fact that I know that I'm focused on Jesus. And no, see, I, but I do want to say this. That, that, the, that what you are experiencing, the night that you are experiencing, it does have an expiration date. It is not forever. Your night or whatever you're experiencing now, the heartbreak, the, the struggle that you're experiencing has an expiration date. And I want somebody to know that joy is on its way in your situation. Hallelujah. Joy is on its way. And so weeping may last for a night, and I may, I may experience sorrow, but we have to make a decision to not be sorrowful. You will experience sorrow, but what if when we experience sorrow, we make a choice and a decision to not be sorrowful, but to be joyful? I'm going to be joyful in my situation. I'm going to be joyful because of what God has done. My position with Jesus produces joy on the inside of me. I want to say this to somebody, don't give up too soon. Don't lose focus. Joy comes through those who praise through your problems. Mm. A lot of times we do this. The Bible says for the joy that was set before him, we get to a position where we actually set joy behind us. And we, instead of saying the joy set before us, we live like our best days are behind us. That is not what scripture says. And what I want to expose the lie of the enemy right now. Your best days are not behind you. They're before you in the name of Jesus. Knowing that there's joy set before me. There's joy in front of me. There's a light. There's a redemptive happening. There's a birthing that's happening before me. It's just a season. There's joy set before us. I remember we've had three boys. My wife's been pregnant three times. Pregnancy was really tough on me. I almost didn't make it. If it weren't for that ninth month, I don't know if I could have done it. No, Chelsea's going to get me on that. I'm sorry. No, but it, I mean, think about pregnancy. Men, just stare straight ahead. Don't act like you know you have any idea. It, I mean, women, it was, it was tough. You went through some things. You experienced, and it's, and it's difficult to press on, and if pregnancy was a permanent place, I mean, think about eight months pregnant, if that was permanent, you'd just throw in the towel, right? Like, I'm done, I'm done. But knowing that there's a night, there's a season of producing coming. There's a season of joy. There's, a, I, there, there's hope coming that, that for, the, for the joy set before you, you endured pregnancy, right? For the, and here's what joy is. Joy is feeling the emotions of victory before it ever shows up. Like, I, I feel the emotions. I feel like I'm victorious. It's like when you, when you were pregnant, you didn't wait till the baby got here. Some of y'all did. But y'all didn't wait till the baby got here before you said the nursery. Like, we went out and bought diapers and got prepared and got ready. We acted like the baby was here before the baby ever was here. And some of us need to get to a place where we understand, even though my situation's bad, I'm going to praise anyway. Even though things aren't the way I want them to be, I'm going to rejoice anyway. Even though things aren't right, I'm going to lift up my voice. I'm going to sing a song of praise to the Lord because he is too good. 
knowing that the enemy's after my joy. Don't give it to him. Better is not backwards today, it's forwards. It's forwards. We have to get to a position where we enter the fullness of joy through praise and through worship. Through praise and to, through worship. Many of us tried to enter through joy through what the world says that we have to have. Every, think about this. Every commercial and everything that you see online is constantly telling you what you need to do to get your joy up. Telling you what you have to have to have your joy up. Actually, when I was going, studying some of this, this secular article popped up and said, 40 ways to joy. Let's click on that, right? Some of them I can't say, but here's what we're going to say. 40 ways to joy. One of them was, one of them was travel, right? One of them was uh, play with your pet. Dogs only, play with your pet. I mean, and, and really, the other, the other thing, what really got me was one of the things that it said was meditation. And I began to think about that. It depends on what you're, what, and, because the whole idea is that you can have a counterfeit joy in your life. But it doesn't matter what you try to, that's why you need 40 things in the world, because you got to try a different one every single time. But when you just got Jesus, he's all you need. I, he, it doesn't matter if you have a pet or not. It doesn't matter if you travel or not. It doesn't matter if you get a bad report or not. If I have joy, then I, all I need is, is, is Jesus Christ. And the only way that we can get to sustainable joy, joy that is sustainable, is to enter the fullness of joy through praise and through worship. Psalm 16, verse 11. I'm going to read this to you says, you will show me the path of life. I don't know about you. Are, you. are you thankful that he will show you the path of life? He doesn't leave you, nor does he forsake you. He shows you the path of life. In your presence, Lord, there is fullness of joy. See, here it is. Worship is the key to this kind of joy because worship is the key to the presence of God. Do you hear me? Let me say that again. Worship is the key to this type of joy because worship is the key to the presence of God. Worship is the key to staying focused. Worship is the key to not be distracted. Worship is the key to know that it doesn't matter what is happening around you. My attention and my focus belongs to Jesus. That's where my joy lies. That's where my attention lies. That's where my focus lies. Mary she laid before the Lord. And the Bible says she continu continually washed his feet with her tears. That she, she fell on her knees before the Lord. And she began to worship him. And she began to pour out everything that she had. Her, to the point where her tears dripped off of her face and wet the feet of Jesus. And then she, she began to clean and use her hair to clean the feet of Jesus. How many know that people around her thought she had lost it? But what happened was is that her whole focus, she was so filled with joy, so filled with gratitude of what the Lord had done, so full of thankfulness that she had joy, that it didn't matter what was happening around her. The only thing that she was focused on was what was before her, and that was Jesus. Everyone else in the room had something to say. 
But the only one that had, to, had, had, had the attention of Jesus was Mary. Listen, if you want joy to never leave you, if you want joy to sustain you, you want joy to be your strength, I want you to know this. You have to keep your eyes focused on Jesus. Stop pursuing the counterfeit, counterfeit happiness. Stop pursuing what the world says that you need. Just let joy be your strength this morning. Just let joy sustain your faith this morning. Let joy be the beginning and let joy be the end. And, and knowing that the enemy is after your joy today, if you make a choice to say, hey, in the midst of my struggle, in the midst of my trial, I'm going to rejoice anyway. I love this. Scripture, 1 Samuel 18, verse 6, it says, Now it happened that as they were coming home, when David was returning from the slaughter of the Philistines, that the women had come out of all the cities of Israel, singing and dancing to meet King Saul, with tambourines and with joy, with musical instruments. So the women sang and they danced and they said, Saul has slain his thousands, but David has slain his 10,000. Here's the difference what I love about David is in his life, when he, be, when he came and he took over the kingship, the first thing that he did is he went and retrieved the presence of God. And when he showed up, when he showed up, the Bible says that he danced before the Lord. And he began to rejoice before the Lord. And, and the only reason why he did it is not because something prompted him to other than God said to. And sometimes all you need is God to just say, hey, you can rejoice in this situation. Hey, you can rejoice in this, in this moment. You can rejoice in spite of everything else. So much so that, that he was opposed because of his rejoicing. I want you to know this, anytime you are in the presence of God and you're rejoicing, the enemy will try to steal your focus from what you're dancing for onto something else. Every single time. He's gonna to try to distract you. He's gonna to try to disarm you of your joy. He's gonna kind of steal from you your greatest weapon, your greatest strength. If he can disarm you and get you weak, he not only has you, but he's access to your family. Come on, somebody. If he don't even have you, he has access to your job. If he, if he gets you, he has access to your education. If he gets you, he has access to your future. If he can steal your joy, he's got your greatest weapon, your greatest strength, the greatest sustainer. And if you feel like, hey, I'm barely making it, you're, you're talking about sustaining, you're talking about focus, but you don't understand what I went through just to get here this weekend. You're lucky I'm here. You don't understand how, what I've been, you don't understand the report. You don't know the battle. You don't know the phone call. You don't know the text. You don't know the note. You don't understand what I'm going through. But I want to tell you this, Jesus does. And you know the joy that was set before him? It was you. You were the joy. It was all about you. Our joy set before us is him. His joy set before him was you to, live for you, to live with you forever in eternity. But I want you, uh, here, and here's the thought process. I don't want you to say, well, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. I want you to say, right here, right now, on this Sunday, in this moment, I don't have to wait till I get to heaven. I can experience joy here. 
I don't have to cry. Tears don't just stop there. Tears stop now. I don't have to pursue falseness and I don't have to struggle with sin now. I can experience freedom now. Because joy has entered the room. Joy is in the house. We say focus on joy. I want to, everybody stand with me right here in this moment. James 1 and 2. James 1 and 2 says this. It says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Count it all joy. Wait a second. When you get in a trial, in a situation, the Bible says to count it all joy. What does that even mean? How does, you know, it's tough. I'm going through a struggle. Here's what, I believe that this is what James is talking about here in this moment. He's talking about give thanks for what God has already done in your life. If something's got you cast down and something's got you held down and something's got you pushed down, I want you to begin to say, you know what? I'm just thankful that I'm alive today. I'm thankful that my children have breath in their lungs. I'm thankful that I got food on my table. I'm thankful that I have hands to clap. I'm thankful you have a voice to shout. I'm thankful you have hands to raise. I'm thankful, Jesus. And the next thing you know, joy begins to fill you. And, the, and, and every situation that comes, it can't push you down because it didn't pull you up. Because joy is on the inside of you. Addiction tries to come back to your life. And you're like, no, 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 no. It's not happening today. Come on. People start to talk about you. And they change their opinions about you. And all of a sudden you feel down. But the joy of the Lord is your strength. Come on. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but the joy of the Lord is your strength. it all joy. Call that supernatural math. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't add up. People look at you and say, I thought you were struggling financially. Why are you giving? Count it all joy. I thought you got a bad report from the doctor. Why are you? Why do you have a smile on your face? And why, why aren't you cast out? The joy of the Lord. I thought your marriage was in trouble, but the joy of the Lord. I thought things that weren't were tough, but the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. It is my focus. Now, the world says that I will rejoice because I have joy. But the kingdom says I will rejoice and then receive joy. See, joy comes from praise and worshiping God. That is our key today. If you're, if you're trying to figure out, say, all right, you're talking about joy. You're talking about sustainability. You're talking about strength. But I'm having a hard time finding where do I even begin today? What, where do I even start? What, what motivation do I have today? And I want to read this to you. Mark 1, 9 says this. says, one day Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, and John baptized him in the Jordan River. And as Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens split wide open and the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. And the voice of heaven says, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. I want you to know today, you are a child of the most high and he has joy. He's just, listen, the joy set before him was you. You are it. You are it and you bring him great joy joy today. So if you're looking for a reason to say yes to him, I want you to know he has joy set before you today. Every head bowed and every eye closed right now. Father, I just pray, God, that you convict every heart. God,
God, that you restore. God, I speak to believers right now, God. And I pray that there is a restoration of the joy of our salvation, God. Everything that the enemy has tried to steal, every lie that the enemy has told, God, I speak to that thing and declare it to be gone and cast out in the name of Jesus. And we speak life and we speak joy to every marriage, to every mind, to every heart, God. May we be full of the Holy Spirit full of the presence of God and full of joy unspeakable in the name of Jesus. Now, if you're saying today, I don't know him, I can't keep my eyes focused on him because I may not have given my life to him. And today, maybe you need to rededicate your life to him. Maybe you need to turn up, re- resubmit yourself to him. But today, if you don't know Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity to respond to the joy of the Lord today. Your life will never be the same. You no longer have to go from pursuit of happiness to pursuit of happiness to pursuit of happiness. You can have an enduring, strong, sustainable joy. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you today, say, hey, I need to know joy. I need to know Jesus. If that's you, on the count of three, one, two, three, raise your hand, lift it up today, say, Jesus, you can have my all, you can have everything. My whole life, I see those hands, you can put it down. Come on, one more time. If that's you, raise your hand. Don't miss your moment. Don't miss your opportunity. Don't let it slip through your hands. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody repeat after me. We're going to say a prayer, and people are going to get saved today. In the name of Jesus, say, Dear Lord Jesus, give me the joy of salvation. Take my whole man. Take my whole being. My heart. My life belongs to you, Jesus. May I live for you forever and endure in joy. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, amen, amen. Put your hands together and celebrate him. We love you, Lord. Oh, come on, let's praise Let's praise him for a moment. Come on, praise him in the house today. With joy, rejoice. It's your place. Yes, Lord. I want to declare this, and I want you to declare it after me. You ready? I'm going to read a scripture that I want to prompt you. Isaiah 55, 11 says this. It says, so the word, my word, that proceeds from my mouth will not return empty. Okay? Emptiness leaves you here. It's not, the word of God will not leave you here. Thank the Lord. So my word that proceeds from my mouth will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I please and prosper where I send it. Hallelujah. I believe today that this word is going to prosper in your life. That you're not going to leave here the same cast down empty way that you came in this room, but you're going to leave here with joy. And this is what it says. He says, you will indeed go out with joy and be led forth in peace, the kingdom of God. Is righteousness, peace, and joy. 
He says, the mountains and the hills will burst into song before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Everybody clap your hands for a moment now. Hallelujah. So before we leave here today, I want you to declare this with your mouth. Say, I will go out with joy. Come on, one more time. Say, I will go out with joy. Third time's a charm. Say, I will go out with joy. Put your hands together and praise Him. We hope you enjoyed this message from our weekend experience. If you want to partner with us as we see lives changed and God's kingdom advanced, you can donate through our website, highestpraisechurch.com. And if you would like to stay up to date with all that God is doing here, be sure to follow us on Instagram at highest.praisechurch and like us on Facebook at Highest Praise Church. We can't wait to see you soon.